listening to Welcome to the booth, Emily Sink. If you are a Freight Waves Now watcher, you would recognize this woman sitting right across from me, who is not Chad, but you were, uh, for a while, is fair compatriot right on that show. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I, I was not jamming out to the music. I should have been prepared for that. Yeah, but... well, it comes blasting in right through the eardrums, and it takes you right off in this time capsule to space. I liked it. I right? like it in here. It's very, very good. And speaking of uh, being in here... It's going to start to heat up, and it's been hot outside. Yeah, yeah, and I was going to ask you how you beat the heat, but, you know, you were telling me that you were planning on storming Area 51. (laughs) (laughs) No, I said, what is up with people storming Area 51? Man, if it's cooler than it is here and less humid, I'll be there. Have you been to New Mexico before? No, I have dry heat, though, I think. so. say that. I think I could do it. I might have to partake. Yeah. Because the humidity is what's killing me here. But. I guess. You know, I was in New York City. I was okay. doing the serious XM radio show. Yes. And, you know, all in the news, they're, they're talking about the heat. And it was hot. I mean, it was 96 degrees, 98 degrees, you know, not the pop band. Not the band. That was my no, first concert <laughs> yeah. I saw. Oh, was it really? Yeah. I believe their name was signed on the wall in that serious XM studio, too. They have a big wall wow. of fame. Yeah. New York is just... New York is magical. It is. Like you said, like, L.A. does not look like the movies. It really no. doesn't because it's all sets. But yeah. New York is New York. It does. And those yellow cabs, they see, even though Uber has not killed New York's medallion industry yet. Wow. It's, still, it's kind of expensive to take an Uber from LaGuardia, too. It's like 58 bucks. Yeah, not, not, not <laughs> worth it. Yeah, you've been busy. I've been busy. I was in Fayetteville, well, Bentonville, yeah. Arkansas last week. We were at a plug-and-play event. So if anyone who doesn't know, uh, Venture Capitalist. So it was cool to hear some pitches. Yeah. I mean, Craig Fuller pitched Freight Waves, and there was a lot of different things. That, very techy. I loved it. So we were there, and we were at, um, now I can't even think, Crystal Bridges. Crystal Bridges. Yes. Yeah, so it's famous museum, and I was told that Rosie the Riveter was going to be there, the original we went and we looked and we looked and she was out on loan. But what? some other, yes, some <laughs> what other is gorgeous. Rosie the Riveter? You don't, you don't know that? No, war, I have no idea. The famous war painting, she like flexes her oh, muscles. Oh, yes, yes. We, okay, yes. okay. The, the so, woman is still alive? No, no, no. Oh. But the the original okay. painting yeah. is there. And of course, I was like, oh, I'm pumped. I want to see this. I want to go take a picture. Yeah. Nope. Rosie was out on loan to another museum. Terrible. You couldn't get like a selfie doing the, the flex. No. Couldn't really do that against no. any of the other pictures they had there. It looked a little awkward. Well, Emily, there's been a lot of news. Yes. So let's get right to the headline. Okay. And breaking. This is the beauty of doing it live. So right before we walked down here, we heard the news on the right on our battery of TVs. There's just so many LED TVs and freight waves that we single-handedly could keep that industry alive for, for years, right? I think we can. Well, oil, it's climbed more than 1% after Iran seized that British tanker. Yeah, crude is up 66 cents a barrel to $63.11. Concerns over <sighs> oil supply in the Middle East are heating up. Obviously, a developing situation, as you said, this yeah. just happened, which, like you said, is the beauty of now doing it yeah. live. I love it. Yeah, I mean, drones are getting shot down. I, you know, I, I, I hope that cooler heads prevail in yeah. a situation like this. And the worst that comes of it is a little bit of a raise in price in oil instead of, you know, World War III. If that's the right? worst, then I think we, we all could take it. I'll take it. it. Yeah. yeah, I'll take 66 extra, extra cents a barrel. Yeah, I'll do it. Well, you know, border, that's been a big story. Mexican farmers, though, they're upset. They've, they've besieged dozens of highways and an international bridge in protest to government cuts. As many as 50,000 angry farmers throughout Mexico blocked highways and an international bridge along the Texas-Mexico border on July 17th in protest of the government of President Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador. 
The Mexican farmers protest spread over 42 locations in some 23 Mexican states throughout the country, wow. including an eight-hour blockage of the commercial truck lane in both directions on the Mexico side of the Progreso Nuevo Progreso International Bridge. The farmers' protest stems from anger that the national budget produce cut financial aid to the rural farmers by as much as 20%. And I, they were also offended because they were called buzzards. And they're like, this farmer, they named Sanchez, he says that, we're not buzzards, we're producers of more than 50 hectares. They bring food to the country, and all they ask is for respect and understanding. Yeah, I know their president said he's willing to talk, but he said he is not going to talk to the corrupt people and the cheaters. So I don't know how farmers mm. are cheating. So we'll kind of see how that prevails. They, yeah. they threatened on August 17th to do the same thing, and now they might even go to airports. So A lot of be, protests, man. Yeah. And we had Hong Kong going on with that, too. And then uh, last night they deployed all these guys in white outfits. They sent the police away, like, total thug style and just started beating people up on the streets. So a, little, a lot of conflict in the world. Yeah. Ugh. Pray for better times here. Well, yeah. Trucking spot market underperforms expectations by 10% in June. Uh, yeah, it's supposed the, to be a hot month, too. Yes, and it's not. The only thing that's hot right now are the temps outside. Yeah. The DAT U.S. National Long Haul Van Freight Rate Index, that's a long one, which measures yeah. <laughs> the average long haul spot rate for dry van truckloads in the United States, excluding fuel and other accessible charges, Averaged $1.50 a mile in June. This number fell well below expectations, according to the freight future settlement price, which started the month around $1.66 a mile, meaning futures market participants expected rates to be much higher than they were right now in June. Looking at the National DAT Long Haul Van Freight Rate Index, over the past five years, the fall of 2017 till December of 2018, sticks out like a sore thumb due to the massive swell in upward rate pressure. The effects of such a bullish year in spot rates will have lasting effects for years to come. Well, I'll tell you something, Emily. We are going to have a focus on this with John Paul Hampstead. He's going to put some context to this, and we'll figure out why exactly the June has behaved this way. And we bring it up all the time. There's sort of this puzzling mystery. Puzzling is what CSX called it, but there's sort of like, Consumer confidence up, employment is up, but where? why isn't the freight moving? You know, we've heard excuses about the front-loading for the trade war. Yeah. We've heard about a hangover from the uh, road check. And I don't know, we'll see. Maybe JP has a little bit more insight. We know that he's talked to a lot of freight it, it seems like there's a lot of theories out there, yeah. but is there one theory that's really answering this question? Because I know a lot of people are frustrated right now, as they should be. Yeah. So. Canada has been growing EU trade in the shadow of Trump's protectionism. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau likely could not have had a better place to show European officials the benefit of the free trade agreement than the Port of Montreal. Montreal's European volumes increased by 6.6% in 2018, the first full year that the Comprehensive Economic and Trade Agreement, that's a CETA, between Canada and the EU was in effect. The 2016 agreement abolished tariffs on more than 90% of goods. And I can tell you, I worked for a company called A. and Derringer. Yeah. And we were border-based. So there's a lot of 3PLs have logic up based upon where they are. And A and Daringer, because they were so close to the border, they always like to bring cargo in through Montreal instead of New York and then bring it downwards through there. And a lot of times they would find cost saving in doing that. Where most 3PLs that are American-based don't really think to do that. But Daringer had that leverage with the border brokerage. So it's probably a boon for them, too, yeah. right? an agreement like that. I'm sure a lot of importers that are getting wise to this, and you're seeing that with the 16, the 6.6% increase have caught on. That's very, very interesting. And you do have some background on that, which is always helpful. Yeah. Well, this is from our friends at AmericanShipper.com. Yeah. CBP is sharpening the export manifest process. So U.S. Customs and 
Customs and Border Protection aims to remove the remaining paper from the export manifest process and make more efficient use of the data to target threats in the inbound supply chain. For the past Mm. year, the agency has conducted electronic export manifest, or EEM, pilots with ocean rail and air carriers, which require these operators to supply CBP with information about exports prior to loading departure for the U.S. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, it, it looks like an, an always in all around the supply chain is getting digital. It's getting quicker. It's getting smarter. It's getting yes. faster. And it's an Amazonified world. We hear about it all the time. People are trying to to compete. You can't do it with speed. You can't wait two days for an export no. document when people are expecting goods within two days. Yes. No. And yeah, like you said, the Amazon effect. Everyone wants everything so quickly. Yeah. And they want to shut their door. Yeah. Within and, the hour. You know, we, we've heard um, we've heard customers, clients, etc., saying that. You know, the problem with the Amazonification, too, is not only is it difficult for a lot of supply chains. Yeah. And uh, actually, Zee Schreiber, I was from Freitos, I was talking to him last week. And it's it's a dangerous road to try and compete with a company that spent 20 years building themselves this way when a lot of these companies haven't even spent 20 months trying yeah. to catch up. And I know uh, we were on Freight Waves now last week. We were talking about Walmart. Uh, Seth Holm was talking about how Walmart is trying to compete in the e-commerce realm. Yeah. And it's, it's not working. And they're then, you know forgetting about their big box stores and forgetting about what they set out to be. And like you said, that's a good point. Amazon spent so long just focusing on what they're doing. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of come into the game late and beat Amazon. I really don't think you can. And I always complain about this to Chad, but like I, I, every week I look up something on Walmart or Target's apps and they just cannot compete with Amazon. They're still not there. And it's like, why don't you just poach someone from Amazon and make like a decent app? But what I found out yeah. is that, and Walmart's changing it now. They've brought in a another person to change their digital supply chain. But I think it stems back to their inventory computers. And if you ever go up and ask, like, my kid's into Star Wars figures. And I'm like, yeah. do you have this specific Luke Skywalker? They have no way of telling within their system at the customer service at the front desk. And that's got to be tied into their internet ordering. So it, yeah. it sounds like they're getting there, though, and they know they have to be there. And if anyone can do it, it I it's got to be Walmart, them. right? It has to be Walmart, yeah. but I just don't know if they can. Well, let's have JPH come in here. We don't have Chad, one of the originals, but we have JP. He's one of the the, 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 founding, the founders, fathers. the founding father <laughs> yes. of this show. He's going to do a focus with us on capacity loosening in June. Woo-hoo. Welcome back to the dojo. This place looks a little different than uh, how you left it, yeah, right? I was gonna say. I like what you guys have done with the place. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, you know, we always complain. It's a little warm in here. Good thing you only have to spend seven minutes with us inside. And you have your side. shorts on, yes, so you're I'm lucky, always, JP. You're yes. always prepared for yeah. the warm weather. That's right. And you know, you just launched a show. We'll 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 lead off of that. You just launched a show with Craig Fuller on Freightways TV. Yep. Emily, you are a producer on the on the channel that we're yeah. building. Tell us a little bit about the show, because I think it's going to tie into what we're going to be talking about anyway. Yeah, it will. Um, the show's called Weekly Rate Update. Um, it's going to come out every Friday. And it's basically just a look along what you could think of as the trucking rate curve. That, yeah. And that includes spot, contract, and futures going out you know, all the way to 18 months. So, um, yeah, we're going to look at the data, um, do channel checks with brokers and carriers, um, talk to Wall Street analysts, kind of try to um, get a read on the current state of the market, kind of what it's been doing for the past few weeks and where it's going for the next couple of weeks. Nice. And that's yeah. on our YouTube channel, right? Yeah. If you go to yeah. uh, the new yeah. and improved freightways.com, you can find a link to it there. 
or you can go to YouTube. Yeah. You hit subscribe. Wait, you don't just stop there. What do you do, Emily? You smash. You that smash that, that bell. bell so you get a notification <laughs> yeah. every time a new video comes up. And you were nice. talking about the current state of the market. And obviously, yeah. your story. What Was, is the current state of the market? Yeah, you, you had a great a article. Wild. Yeah. Great article on there. It had it had the red fire symbol right on oh. it on our site, <laughs> meaning it's pretty popular, you like most of your articles it, are. Yeah. You're the raconteur of uh, freight waves. Well, yeah. So um, the market's in an interesting place. It's been kind of weird. I mean, um, June had a kind of a normal seasonal bump up in volumes and in rates. Um, and that was exacerbated by what they call road check week. Where yeah. Essentially, yeah. When the People F- get off the roads and they got to you know, make yeah, sure they're compliant. Yeah. The FMCSA is does a, a blitz of inspections and a lot of truckers simply choose not to drive yeah. that week. Um, what we heard from brokers, though, was that there was a kind of a hangover after that. And it took longer than expected for trucks to come back on the road. And hmm. what that had the effect of doing was driving up rates, um, spot rates, which are, remember, that's the broker's cost. Yeah. So a lot of times a freight broker will be paid a contract rate by a shipper, and they'll go out on the market and pay spot rates for trucks. And when those spot rates were unexpectedly high, they don't make as much money. And indeed, you know, people are using phrases like total disaster um, to describe June. Uh, one one guy I talked to who runs a $100 million brokerage in Chicago said they scrape by with a 4% gross margins for the month when normally they want to do like 15%. But you know what? You found out something interesting because shippers have more data than ever. There's platforms like Sonar. There's DAT. There's plenty of ways to find out about what spot rates are. So they've been going back to... They've been going out back to the three PLs, and they want to renegotiate contract rates. How does that work? If a con, it's a contract. It's a. I have an ironclad contract, JP. <laughs> no, not quite. Yeah. Not quite. There's a reason why the brokers call contract rates paper rates. Yeah. And so, like I said, so that was in June. In July things have started falling back apart. Capacity came back. It's loose. Uh, you know, volume settled down, and the spot rates are falling again. But and so you would think spot rates are falling. Brokers' costs are falling. Brokers are making more money. Yeah. And to some extent, they are. But, you know, like you said, Tim, the shippers know what's going on. They're, they're hip to the market. And so they're coming back and saying, hey, remember that uh, contract I awarded you a couple yeah. months ago? Can you uh, cut 15% off that? Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> I wish I could do that with, like, EBP or, or Comcast or Don't Verizon. Don't you wish you could? Yeah. You know what? I didn't really watch that much TV or use the Internet this much. No. Let right. me have a better rate. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't you wish you could? <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just like bought a car, and it's like, can I just go back to Honda or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, can you knock ten percent off that? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, got to stay competitive, though. But what was interesting? There was a quote. I don't know if this is who you're referring to. Um, it was William Kerr, the president of Chicago-based Edge Logistics. Oh, I love Billy. Yeah, Kerr. he Billy said. Kerr, he's got a voice like this. <laughs> it was very difficult to cover loads and make margin worse than it usually is, and no one knows why. Is um. that? weird that there's not like a not pinpointing a reason yeah i mean it's it isn't i mean it's been a weird year already for um refrigerated equipment which yeah. is what um edge logistics uh, uh williams brokerage specializes in so that might be part of it it's always reefers have been really tight this year anyway um i think that you know the guys that tried it um down here in chattanooga they're the ones who said it was kind of a hangover from road check you know, it's kind of like the stock market. It's like you look at these trends and everybody has a theory as to why things are moving and the yeah. way they're moving. There's millions of moving parts, millions of individual people making decisions. It's it's hard to say, but, you know, what we do is we, t- we, we look at the data and we talk to 
a bunch of people and try to kind of get a consensus. And that's that's also, I think, kind of how our, our show is going to play out, too. So before we before you leave the booth and, and welcome back, and we don't mean to get you out so quickly, but this is a, <laughs> this is a fast moving show. What is the outlook for August? Any any positive news for the carriers, or is it still a shippers market? Are they uh, are they holding all the cards? Are they going to win these rebids? I think um, August is going to be pretty soft, but um, if you look at the futures forward curve, Chicago to Atlanta um, should peak in September, um, and then in November, December, even uh, Seattle to LA starts heating up with the Christmas tree season and stuff like that. Oh yeah, so that's a good time. Love a good Christmas tree. You gotta <laughs> yeah. kind of pick your markets. Yeah, and pick a good Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys go for the? Do you guys like the the short needles or the long needles? Um, we actually went to uh, fake. artificial because oh. it's cats. What? Oh. Yeah. And uh, and I'll be honest, we used to live man, in a little sad cowbell for fake trees. <laughs> <laughs> I love the smell of the pine. Blue spruce yeah, is what yeah. my family always got. Oh, not white pine. Nope, not white blue pine. spruce. Interesting. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today, JP. We thanks really for appreciate. Me. it. Thanks for breaking down the market. We cover the uh, another story on this. So you help bring some context to it yeah. for us. Before you go, hey, hit the cowbell, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Welcome back, man. <laughs> Triumphant return. Did you enjoy that, Bessie? Oh, Bessie. What would you do if you ever misplaced Bessie? Would you, I don't know. Would you get a new Bessie and yeah. like still call the new Uh-oh. one Bessie? It's time to turn down the lights a little bit, though, because we're about to get off the blockchain. It's time to get off the blockchain. Poor Chad. He's not even here. He's on a cruise. The poor, poor Chad on a cruise. Get a little martini in his hand. I feel like he's dancing. Yeah. He, he, he listens to like Wilco and stuff, though. It's like music you can't really dance to. No. He yeah. loves Wilco. Like shoegazers. You gotta like look at your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that. Yeah. Oh, the term shoegazer? No. It's a type of music because they like they would look at their, because there's so many guitar pedals. Yeah. They would look at their shoes and yeah. That's where the term comes from. The well, things you learn. Yes, the Lincoln, you learn. you learn something new. Yeah, Lincoln. Yeah. Lincoln. So what we hear about like all the time, especially millennials, millennials love to have McDonald's and they love to have things brought to them by these on-demand gig service things. We got the Uber yes. Eats out there. But there was that story that broke and, and tell yep. us a little bit about the controversy that arose last week for employees of DoorDash. Yeah. yeah so DoorDash, uh, there was a there was a kind of uprising a few months ago oh, wow. uh, in Silicon Valley where these kind of gig employees were um, protesting how much they made, right? They, yeah. uh, companies like Instacart, Amazon Flex, DoorDash, uh, kind of had a policy, a pay policy that, that got figured out by the employees and got publicized. And so, uh, what, what they were doing was they would, they would guarantee you maybe $7 to do a delivery, right? Yeah. Uh, when you do that delivery, if the person that you delivered to tipped you $5, well, they would take the tip and they would just pay you two and then you'd still get the seven with the tip included, right? So they would just back down how much money they paid you and then you'd still make your $7 and they'd count. Like, subsidizing, so they're subsidizing what? your pay exactly. with the tip? Exactly, yeah. So um, think of it like a Shame restaurant, Shame on you, right? DoorDash. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So so like a restaurant, you know, yeah. the, the waiters are making yeah. two bucks an hour. That's why you tip your 20% or whatever you're tipping. So, um. Yeah. So. So. DoorDash did not change their policy. Uh. The other companies did. Amazon Flex and Instacart have. But DoorDash stood firm and said, you know, we're not changing our policy. This is what it is. We're we'll try to pay our drivers more. Yeah. Um. But, try to. Yeah. Try they, to. Well, they're working on it. An executive <laughs> summit, right? That's uh. But 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 that's what they uh. That's what they're kind of standing firm on. So 
uh, it kind of blew up because there was some tweet from a, a driver showing like, you know, I I was guaranteed this much. I got this tip and then they only pay me this much. So he was telling people, tip your drivers in cash, which I think that's the, the uh, okay. good word anyway. Just tip seems people like in a cash. Tough, seems like a tough racket, though, because if you think about it, like Taco Mac across the street. Yep. Yeah. I went over there one day. I, I made the mistake of ordering online. And you'd think it'd be efficient because we're in a modern place with the fastest internet in the United States of America, Gig City. Yes. I get over to Taco Mac, and I'm sitting there, and three of these Uber Eats and DoorDash employees oh, are yeah. sitting there waiting over 35 minutes for orders we put online. Yeah. So, if like these guys are making five or seven dollars, like are they making five or seven dollars an hour delivering people food? And That's, like, why would you no. do this? No, it did. I went over to Taco, Taco Mac one time. I did the same thing to pick yeah. up, and they thought I was with Uber Eats. And I was like, no, I'm just picking up my own food, but it's yeah. taking me really long. Yeah. And the order was wrong. But, yeah. yeah, that's frustrating. If you think about it, if you're sitting there, maybe, okay. Plus, say, you're driving to someone's, you know, yeah. if it's a five, ten minute drive, paying, that's gas, that's yeah. your car, that's, you know. Wear and tear. Yeah. What yeah. is the average pay of that? Like, is there a reason you would do that instead of Uber itself? Well, Uber itself is not as lucrative as it once yeah. was because you have to think the market is so saturated. Yeah. All these people got into it. It's good for so, us. But yeah, it's not good for the you're competing. Yeah. Like, yeah, our price is lower, but well, the pitch on Uber when it first came out was you don't have to tip the driver, and you know, if, and that yeah. was up until yeah. a few years ago. And now they've put in you can do 15, 20 yes. percent. They make it pretty easy, and they also put it right in front of you, so you're they like, kind of okay, but at least I the driver is getting that and not Uber, right? Yeah. It's, it's so not they're not. Answer. So they actually, so if you're a driver, so why would you? Why would you go for the food delivery portion That's true, of this? That's true, versus than just driving drivers. and yeah. knowing your, what you're getting and your rate. You know, I don't like when people do both because you get in the car and it like smells like yeah. McDonald's or something. <laughs> and like, why are people out there? I don't get this. Uh, like, how old are you? Uh, 28. Okay, 28. So you're like right in that window of, yeah. of this sort of like cultural movement to pay a lot of money to have like mediocre food delivered to you. Yeah. What is like, what's the impetus behind that? Like, you can just sit there playing PlayStation and, and it, you don't have to get off your butt, right? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the that's but no what one, you killed enjoy. the free delivery market for but us. But no though. one wants cold McDonald's. Like that's no. the thing. I would yeah. not. There's probably and people only get Starbucks things. delivered, and I mean, unless it's like a two minute yeah. delivery, your, yeah. your drink's gonna be cold. Like I don't get that either. Fast food lasts like three minutes in the wild. The only thing I would get like delivered dead. are margaritas, and that is my business idea. So no one's wow. That. Yeah. Well, here's a tip good. for you, Lincoln. Thank you for joining us yes. today. And no problem. Us what's off the blockchain, and now you can. Tip Go. your waiters and waitresses. Yeah. <laughs> 20% minimum, 25 it sounds like if they did well. They used to say that in my college bar. It's like, tip your bartenders yeah. Yeah, every time. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. But then when you go to London, like I've been to London, if you tip there, they look at you like, screw you, American. You know? Really? Yeah. If you tip? No, yeah. one's, no one's ever looked like at me poorly when I give them money. I, well, go to London then, man. Go, <laughs> go to, to London. London. I've been to London. London. I've been to London. That's All right. That's how it is. All right. See y'all. All right. Take it easy, buddy. Thanks, Lincoln. Oh, you know what it's time to do. What is it time to do? I think it's time to play a little Market Expert Trivia. Okay, I'm pumped. Market Expert Trivia. Woo! Give me a live version. Live version of Market Expert Trivia. Trivia. With Kevin! King of the Hill! Market Expert Trivia. Woo! All right. Bang that one Welcome. Out. So All you right. two are playing against each other? Yeah, and I have gone, I'm 2-0. Oh. I've been playing the, the, the past two weeks. Last week, I beat Anthony Smith 5 to nothing. Ooh. 5, count him 5. Brutal, five to nothing. brutal. So, Poor we'll Anthony. see what you can do. I'll, I don't wrote know. the questions? Did you I, write the questions? No, I wrote Chad the wrote the questions. Oh, okay. oh, this week, she wrote, I wrote the questions. The questions. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. here's how they work. We have our own little joy buzzer right here. So we are going to compete to hit this yellow button that says game buzzer. The same okay. one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are we only have one iPad here. Okay. okay. But each, each, each week, the studio gets even more, more impactful. Question numero uno. Yes. 
Okay, true or false? Clothing is the top transported good in the United States. I'm going to say false. Because it's got to be food, right? I mean, You're right. If you think about it, like, I mean, people wear yes. a lot of clothes, but people buy a lot more food. That's true. It goes food, clothing, furniture, electronics. Yeah. Okay. I can buy that. Yeah, One I can buy that too. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, number two. Put in order from largest to smallest percentage of freight moved by each mode of pr- transportation. So does it either yeah, go... Yeah, just keep your wrist here. He didn't even say you what You didn't even get the questions. Get... So... I, don't we finish the question? No, okay, I guess. No, yeah. maybe. Well, yeah. well, maybe. Well, maybe. Boy, from tell... largest to, right. to smallest, yeah, tell me. Right? Maybe, well, maybe he knows it. Okay. From largest to yes. smallest. Okay. Jeez, okay. uh, all right. Truck, rail, ocean, air. Good job. All right. Trucks, train, ship, plane. All right, fine. Good a job, little, Kevin. All right, a little cowbell for okay, that. All right, okay. a little cowbell for that. All right, but you keep your wrist here. You yeah, know? trucks move 81.1% of the freight, of all course. Okay, right. number three. So, closest person wins without going over. All right. How many loaves of bread can fit in one rail car? 28,000. No, 286,000. That's your answer? Yes. Without going over? Without going over. One dollar. Uh, one dollar, yes. <laughs> one loaf of bread. Okay. One dollar. You win. Because ah, you went over. 258,000, oh, uh, yes. What did I say? 268? You, you say yes. You were what, so you could, close. You could, could you crush the bread down a little bit? I mean, I think you could fit Maybe it. Maybe they haven't been two. trying. No if, one wants crushed bread, though. Some people like Kay. that. True or false? Okay. There are approximately 10 million trucks operating the United States. That is false. There's like 15 million. There's a 20 million. There's way there's 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 a lot of trucks. 15.7 million. Yeah, a little cowbell for myself, man. There you go. What is it? Two to one right now? Yeah, I think it is All two right. to one. All right. Actually, that was question number four. Oh, two. So three no, to I, one. I got two. Oh, three three to two. One. You got well, two. I, I got two. Oh, I, I got the truck. You're right. Oh yeah, duh. And, yeah. We're tied. Two. To two. Oh We're my. We're tied. All right. How many questions are there? We got. There's seven of them. All right. Okay. All right. So this is a multiple choice question. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Shippers who partner with a 3PL provide for their supply chain needs report an average cost reduction of A, 2%, mm-hmm. B, 10%, mm-hmm. C, 13%, or D, 30%. It's going to be C. Yes, you're right. 13%. <laughs> I used to work for 3PL. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. I should, I should just hit the just button. Just hit the button. I, just no get, I know, right? Yeah, I, well, guess. I have like a 25% chance of... Uh, yeah. Of making it. So it's three Kay. to two. This right. is interesting. Game point. Game point. Okay. All right. True or false, the wingspan of the world's largest cargo plane is longer than three 53-foot semi-truck trailers. <laughs> oh, he beat me. He got it. It's longer than three? Yes. The world. The wingspan of the world's largest cargo plane is longer than three 53-foot semi-truck trailers. True. Trail. True. Yes. Uh, false? It's longer oh. than five. I well, I guess it's three true. greater. Okay, mm. let's see. Maybe it's I, true, right? Wait, what was I the guess, question? Okay, true. I think you'd be right. I, I was a right. uh, little, I was uh, multitasking today. Okay. <laughs> yes. So the wingspan of the world's largest cargo plane oh is longer than three. Right. Yes, Jeez. you're right. It's longer. This it's is five. a blood yeah. match. It's Woo! three to three. Yeah. All right, this is game point. Here we go. Multiple choice. Yep. As e-commerce continues to grow, demand for warehouse automation and robotics continues to rise as well. It's estimated that by the year 2021, Companies worldwide will spend A, $460 million on warehouse ro- robots, B, $2 billion on the robots, C, $22 billion. I'm going with C. Didn't even get to finish, but you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always C. It's always uh, C. It is. That is true. Woo! 
Hey, at least you didn't he, uh, you didn't blank uh, him. I didn't nice blank him. No, no, that was really that was a valiant effort. You you fought like I a know. warrior. I, I need my own button. Though. I know that's well, true. Crowding. Look, you were holding even closer. I wasn't boxing you. Well, I know, but yeah. you know. All right. Well, we'll try and get an extra iPad yes. in here for okay. you next time. You know, Very good. Just so we don't have to hear you complain. All right. But Kevin, I will complain no matter what. Kevin, so. what's up? What do you got before we kick you out? What yeah, you how did your on? interview just yeah. go? You you and Seth. I, yeah, yeah it, went, it went really well. So basically, we have a white paper out yeah. on trucking failures that mm-hmm. is in sonar. We does it have to do with losing, failing at market expert trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it does. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so, and then we have a, a Freight Waves article out on that as of this afternoon describing highlights of the report. Mm-hmm. And I guess there'll be some video. Yeah, good video. You guys article. just talking. Yeah. 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 We did a, a, a conversation about what we found and why uh, there'll be many more truck failures this year than Was there last. anything mm. surprising about your findings in this white paper? Yeah, you know, I mean, basically, it's it's really all, once you get out of economic recessions, it's all yeah. about quick spikes in diesel yeah. and, and rates, right? Okay. So well, so well, one of those gets out of balance, Yeah, uh, it's, it's tough. It squeezes the margin. Yeah. Well, so, our, breaking, so, our yeah. breaking news at the beginning of this, too, is diesel is up 1% after uh, Iran seized that British tanker, too. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's up at yeah. 66.11. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's already been a tough year for carriers, especially yeah. the smaller ones. So, yeah. yeah. Do you think we, see, we have do you think IMO we 2020? 12, do you think we see 12 fall? Because yeah. we're at six, right? And we're in mm-hmm. the seventh month of the year, so we're... Do you think we fill out the month with one a month? Even that, like, we're going to lose another one in June before the uh, news July. Newsworthy ones? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I do. All right. I, I think we're going to have. What size are we talking? Whatever. Yeah. Who's most at risk? You know, most at risk are anywhere from twenty to forty. All right. Truck okay. fleets. Right? All right. Or maybe well, ten to forty, but yeah. I think we'll see a newsworthy one. You know, above forty or fifty. We just had what LME just LME yeah. right? You know yeah. we might see one a month. LME until the, Falcon, the, New yeah. England Motor Freight. Yeah, we had the uh, Starlight. The Starlight. Um, yeah. So we might see another one, um, and, and hopefully, uh, if we do see one, they're wound down in a responsible way and not just you know, yeah. Park call, your text trucks. your text your employee. Yeah. Don't yeah. come exactly to work right. tomorrow. Backdated yeah. Warn yeah. Act, yeah. that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely yeah. seeing those not really yeah. due respect. Yeah. It sounded like Starlight was was more of a yeah uh, a. You know, basically, they they warned everybody and, and yeah. kind of did it the right way. Falcon yeah. definitely did. No, they no. did not. I don't think no. Alamia yeah. did yeah. either. Yeah. But. All right, Kevin. No. Well, thanks for joining us, man. You have bet. A, have a good right. day. Thanks, Kevin. You too. Enjoy. Keep keep reporting. Keep crunching that data. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you know what? This is usually a segment that you host. Yes. But this, this is a game for the hosts to play I know, one another. I'm a little nervous. And you guys get real feisty yeah, with each other. And you, you and Chad. I don't know well, if I could hold my own. We'll see. Big deal. And that's big deal. Little deal. Of course. Big deal. Little deal. (laughs) All right. You've been the fill-in host for for Emily. She's been the surrogate host. This is Mariah Baker. Hello. Hello, Mariah. Mariah. Pressure is on. Yeah. I think, is this the first time you've ever had two women in the booth at the same time? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, This this is definitely a first in Freight Waves history. Yeah. Yeah. It is. See how progressive we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's write down the date. (laughs) Yes. All right, I am ready to host some big deal, little deal. All right, let's bring it. Ready to to take it. All right, automated terminals are the fastest option for trucking containers, according to Traypack. Oh, I thought it said Tupac. No, so according to (laughs) Traypack, automated. That was last week with Phil Moody. Yeah, yeah. Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. So, Juno, big deal, little deal. What do you think? Uh, So, automated terminals are the fastest option for. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a big deal because. We can see some more protests. I mean, I think the longshoremen are starting to realize that this is inevitable. And 
you know, there were some backlash on this report. People were saying, well, you know, they're the least productive. And it just seems like they're throwing shade. I mean, it's the way it's going. Terminals are going to be automated. So, it, yeah, I mean, it's a big deal because it's finally starting to happen. And yeah. you're seeing more acceptance and you're not seeing mass protest. Yeah. Right. I mean, people are upset about jobs. But I do think it is a big deal because no one wants to wait. Yeah. Time is money, especially in terms of trucking. Yeah. And we got to think when the system is moving so much faster, I think it was something like uh, Trupac's yard can retrieve an import container in as little as 15 minutes. Yeah. Obviously, right. that's crucial for a driver, getting in and getting out, meaning they could pick up more load. So I think it's a big deal. And I didn't actually, I did a story on automation and robotics. We were at McMinnville yeah. last week. And a lot of the jobs, unfortunately, yes, robots and automation is taking over, but those are jobs that aren't safe. Yeah. Those are jobs that are not paying well. And those are jobs that people really don't want to do. Right. But if you learn the automation and you learn the robotics, because someone has to control that thing, yeah, then you could get a better like salary. So- I- I was reading. It's a yeah, and I was I was reading a, a Reddit MMA with a uh, former Amazon warehouse worker, and you know there was a lot of complaints about the conditions in there, especially in some of the warehouses yes. in hotter climates and things with productivity in bathrooms and breaks like that. So it seems like a lot of the workers who are in there aren't necessarily happy. It's no. tough work, and they're already starting to bring robots in, into that fold. Yes. And when you look at container, the way containers work, there's a lot of numbers on those things. And in order to bring efficiency, look, a robot can just do it quicker. Yeah. No, it's it's very true. Yeah. 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 All right, Emily. Chinese influence is increasing in the Panama Canal. Big deal or little deal? Well, I would say it's a little deal. Mm. My take is because ever since the U.S. returned the control to Panama of the canal back in the 90s, China has been investing in the Panama Canal. So this isn't breaking news. This isn't new news. They've been, you know, and back in, I think, it, let me see, 2016, they bought the largest port. China bought the largest port in Panama. So they've been pushing and pumping money in. And the United States dollar is still the top currency. I would say it was a big deal if all of a sudden our cash was no longer king there. Yeah. Like- that's, the re- that's the way I look at it. We still have control, but I know people are upset because they feel like we're disinterested and we're no longer paying attention to the Panama Canal and we're letting China take over. But yeah. We'll see. Well, I mean, it's sort of like the parallel with China and Hong Kong. We have this, or the British and Hong Kong. You know, you have to step away, but that influence is still there. And that I think that American influence is going to remain there for a long time. So, but I got to disagree with you. So I'm going to go, it's a big deal because we're talking about all this trade war. It costs people time and money. It costs shippers time and money. So you're wrong. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's your first time in the booth playing. I can be wrong. That's fine. I'll admit it. Terrible. Terrible. I knew knew you'd go with big deal on that one. So it looks like USPS is having to fund pensions to the tune of $5.5 billion a year. Dooner, I would love if you would just retire this debate. <laughs> before that's know, the it's, uh, it's a little deal because we hear about it all the time in, in, in the sense. I mean, as long as, the, as long as they're subsidized by the government, the government doesn't just get rid of the Postal Service. It's, you're you're going to continue to hear about this because they're going to continue to have to fund the pensions. The only advantage that USPS really has is on price. And if they lose that... That ground, I mean, they're going to continue to bleed money, but they bleed money anyway. So, yeah, little deal. They're, they're losing money one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, pensions are good. They're a good thing. Yeah. I mean, these people are working hard. They deliver a mail, rain or shine. And so they got hard hours and long jobs. And, yeah. I mean, pensions are good. So, yeah. But I think it's a little deal, like you said. I'll have to agree. I, I know it's a competition, but <laughs> no, I really yeah. I couldn't go with big deal because it's just not. <laughs> Must be like that feminine influence. You guys are just so agreeable. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's right. Sounds good. <laughs> so consumer packaged goods companies selling products like Kit Kats and Cheerios, they still have a problem selling direct to the consumer. So is fixing that a big deal or a little deal? 
Little deal. Yeah. I mean, if I if I want to get something, I'm going to go on Amazon. I'm not going to like Cheerios.com to buy in bulk, but I did yeah. tell you, I'm a big fan of Cheerios. They're gluten-free and I can't have gluten. But yeah, it's not one of those things I'm just going to go on the website and hope that they're going to sell directly to me. It's a little deal. They need to figure it out and just get the revenue some other way. And they are. Yeah. I mean, their, their customer isn't us. Their customer no. is Walmart. Their yeah. customer is Amazon. And if I want like... You know, if I I don't want a pallet of Kit Kats or a pallet of Cheerios. I, you know, if I you buy them on Amazon, you're not really going to buy one, but you might buy like a box that has like yeah. a twenty count box. Right. You know, or like you get the king size one around Halloween time, or you know, you're just going to cheat on your diet or whatever. But <laughs> so I got now I got to agree with you. It's a little <laughs> deal because it's not really their it's not really their market, and I don't even know if it should be, especially Why do now. They care? Yeah. Because now with consumers, like, we're all a bunch of brats and we've been spoiled by Amazon. Right. And you're going to have to send us, kit, like, one Kit Kat yeah. in two days? Like, go nah. to the store. Yeah. I People are ridiculous. Just <laughs> yeah. get up, drive the f- two miles. And, and get your Kit Kat or walk there so you can eat your Kit Kat without shame. There we go. Yeah. Gosh. You're brilliant. Yeah. Happy yeah. medium. Yeah. yeah. Just don't put it in your pocket. You ever do that? <laughs> no. Top and yes. You, you put, and you're like, why did I it's do that? It's too hot outside for that. Yeah. 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 So Amazon said it sold more than 175 million items during Prime mm. Day this year. Um, more than its sales for the past Black Friday and Cyber Monday combined. Oh, mm. so Dooner, big deal, little deal, and most importantly, did you get a good deal? <laughs> well, yeah, oh, it, I like it. it. It's a big deal, and I did get a good deal. I, good. I bought a, um, and I know I said this before. I don't try to buy Apple products yeah. on on there because of the issues with like counterfeit. I get a little afraid because I know yeah. that I got counterfeit Ray Bans off there. I think I'm not allegedly. I got counterfeit Ray Bans off there. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, I gotta um, throw that. In I there. didn't send them to like a jeweler to like figure <laughs> right. it out, but. Uh, but, you know, $300 off is $300 yeah, off. Yeah. And I was also seeing on Reddit, a lot of people were getting, like, camera packages for $0. So, like, $1,300 cameras. And I'm sure, like, that must have been some sort of viral marketing by Amazon. Like, let 20 people get these things for, for free. And it's going to be like, oh, Prime has these yeah. awesome deals. Because outside of the few deals I saw, it was still, like, it's still like a lot of junk. I mean, it was still, like, gaming headsets yeah, right. and, like, random off-brands, like, water filters and, like, I don't Weird. know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you want to know? I think this is a little deal because that many items were sold because I kid you not, people were doing their grocery shopping. They On were putting day? pictures, yes. Wow. Of their toilet paper, their paper towels, their Clorox wipes, their amazing deals they got. So when you're doing your grocery shopping on yeah. Amazon Prime Day, yes, there is going to be a lot. A lot, a lot of stuff sold. Yeah. I don't think they're just selling TVs and computers. Right. I think that's why that number is so high. Because oh. people were like, I got an amazing deal. I'm going to go clean my house with my new Clorox I know. Wipes. Like, yeah. what a weird thing to humble brag about. Like, yeah, yeah I got a great deal oh, on I Clorox. Extreme I... coupon. That always, like, like no. great. I got, like, a gar- like, my garage is empty, like, full of Tide. Yeah. And now my kid ate all the Tide pods. That's why I think yeah. that number is so high. Yeah. 175 yeah. million. Because people just... Don't grocery shop. They're lazy. They well, they get their diapers delivered yeah. to their door now. Yeah, but still, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, still, it still beat both combined. Yeah, so yeah. it's still a huge growing thing. And if you, what's really kind of cool about it from Amazon, how much control they have is they just made this holiday out of the ether. They're yeah, like, oh, right. it's a slow month. Let's, let's clean out all. Let's have a yard sale. Yeah, that's true. And now it's Basically. a humongous yard sale. And didn't it start sale. as one day and now it's two days? Now yeah, it's two days. I yeah. think it's even three days. And now, if you're like a Prime customer, they you even let it. you in like on you Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, they just. This keep is not the Nordstrom it. sale. We don't need. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. now they that's a, good a sale I could get excited. I want to talk about that. Yeah, but yeah. it's not on here. Did you buy anything on Prime Day? I got a shark vacuum. Oh, which is that's something to be excited about. That's a big deal. Yeah, I have a Love me a good vacuum. Yeah, a Roomba's a good vacuum. Oh, that. 
I like use the old fashioned Hoover. Yeah. I grew up in Ohio where mm-hmm. Hoover plants. Well, here's the thing so. with, with with a Roomba. They're great if you have flat surfaces yeah. and if yeah. you have like non shag carpets. But if you're a pimp like me and have shag carpets, no, but well, my wife has my wife has like some hairier carpet kind of things that, and she has like a lot of throw carpets. Okay, not not the pole. That's the enemy of the Roomba because it gets stuck in the Roomba and then like the Roomba just yeah, it's like a turtle on its back. Yeah, it's just kicking its legs when you get home. There's nothing sadder. Yeah, totally. Amazon said its top selling items this year were the LifeStraw personal water filter. I guess Bear Grylls is just coming in and buying all. What the is the light? Is that for like when you're stuck in the like the elements? Has to be like the woods or something. We've got, or the... You yeah. filter so you put it like in the yeah the, yeah. It has to be Tennessee like River a, and get some good water. I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, and then the Instant Pot Duo sixty. What the hell is, is that like? The Instant Pot. Yeah. Oh, all right. Get on board. It's like, like a crock pot. Oh, it's like a, a crock pot. Yeah, but quicker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And then the twenty three and Me Health and Ancestry kits. So Emily, oh. big deal or little deal on all. Big that. deal. That just proved my point. People yeah. are not buying electronics. <laughs> They're not getting deals on computers and TVs like right. they used to. They're yeah. buying DNA test kits. I know. Like why? Let me rant for a second on DNA Go test kits. I want to hear this. To me, it's just crazy. Like, why are you, like, obviously, there's nothing good is going to come from it from finding out that you're, like, 3% oh. Irish, you know? No. Insurance companies are going to buy that data. You're, they're going to get cloned. They're going to take your smartphone, and they're going to take your identity from these DNA tests, and then that's the end. Or insurance companies are going to take it, and they're going to, like, deny you in the future. Because yeah. they're going to be like, you are Have susceptible to cancer at yeah. 33, so yeah. your premiums are sorry, not sorry. Yeah. yeah. Or you find out about family members you didn't know you have in that. Yeah, kind of I mean, once in a while they'll catch, like, a that. serial killer. But, like, then you're like, oh, great, yeah. I'm related to, <laughs> so like, you know. Uh, yeah, not great. No. Yep. Yep. So I might clone my dog. Would you clone <laughs> your dog? Yeah, oh. I, I, yeah, I would. I was thinking the other day. So my dog, her name yeah. is Annie, capital N, capital E for Nebraska, because that's okay. where I came from. And I was like, you know what? I, so you wouldn't forget? Yeah, <laughs> so I wouldn't forget the place. I, <laughs> Never yeah. So, and I, because I knew I wasn't always going to live there. But I was like, you know what? I just love that name. It's just different yeah and i was like when she dies do i name my dog like any number two just like is oh, yeah. that weird yeah but then yeah speaking of what i clone so i definitely could have another any or even any one yeah that's like, true like any two point or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyone i like the anyone yeah <laughs> oh my remember that, you remember that movie you might be a little young but there was like the one with al pacino and it was like simone and it was like s1 m-o-n-e it was like the, it was like a uh, it was a reporter like you okay. uh, a, a tv reporter yeah. but she was completely she was a clone she was completely digital I have not. I'm out yeah. to see that then. It was like, it was the, when Alpachon, his career was like, and then it went, you know, it was like, <laughs> Simone! <laughs> yeah, it was a movie. Poor Simone's out there. They probably got that yelled at a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you visited SiriusXM headquarters in New York City. Ooh. Ooh, yes, that I sounds did. like a big deal to me, but I want, I want to hear from the source. It was huge. I mean, there's yeah. something about New York. It's just such a, uh, it's called the capital of the world for a reason, and being there, like I was staying right across from Radio City Music Hall, and that's not even like humble bragging. Like that was like the, that was the cheapest hotel. It was like four fifty <laughs> versus like eight fifty. Yeah. It's expensive to stay down there. Yeah. But I'm a vegetarian, so I lived off of pizza. So like no dinner would <laughs> cost more than I $10. like yours. Yeah, three now pictures of your pizza. It was good stuff, and that's why you you go to New York. And uh, I don't drink, so I'm a cheap date. Yeah. And it was a great like the, you're on the thirty seventh floor on the Avenue of Americas, mm-hmm. and like. Even, like, you look down and it, it, it looks small, but then at the same time it's huge because you're still surrounded by all of these buildings. Yeah. Then you think, like, this is just one street I'm looking down. Yeah. And then, not to mention they have all these buildings and they have, like, 16 million people who live there. But then they, on top of it, they have, like, the world's largest park. Yeah. And it's like, okay, man. New, yeah. New York, you win. Did yeah. you go and see Balto and Central Park? 
I was in Central Park, but I, who's Balto? Okay, Balto is this famous dog that. Oh, uh, so it's like a a husky that. Yeah. It, there was a book about it, a movie about it, in this. In the dead of winter, a life-saving drug needed to be delivered to a little girl oh. or a little boy, and Balto was the one to do it. And I just remember that story from childhood. So I yeah. searched and searched and searched, and I finally found Balto. So oh. that's why? that's how I remember Central Magic. Park. Wait, he brought it to Central Park? No, no, no. Oh. I don't know why it's in Central Park. Yeah. I think that's just why it's there. I don't think he brought it to Central Park. Because New York's like the place to be, I need right? to watch that movie. I yeah. Mean... But I think it's a big deal. It's huge that you were there. You guys did awesome. Yeah. and. It's one of those things where, like you said, it's, it's an experience, an opportunity. Yeah. And you know, I haven't been to New York since uh, junior in high school. So that was a long time ago. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's hot in the summer. But you said it wasn't too bad. I mean, it's I hot mean, here. I in Tennessee. Yeah. And in, in Massachusetts, in Boston, where I'm from. And, you know, Boston people are going to be like, dude, that dude is over here talking all about New York. What about the Red Sox? But it's like, <laughs> you know, it's huge. And... For me, someone who like started out podcasting to finally be like on the radio in Sirius XM, like yes. right down the hall from where Howard Stern operates out of. Yeah. yeah, it's a dream come true. And you know, this is the nineties anymore. It's okay to get like giddy about yes. cool stuff. Yeah. Cool. You couldn't get giddy in the nineties? No, you had to be like all depressed. And, like it would be not cool. It would be like, man, I wish I was still, you know, talking into a twenty dollar microphone to eighteen <laughs> listeners. Oh wow, the nineties was yeah. a whole good time. Yeah, yeah. twenty nineteen. We're excited yeah. for you. Good yeah, idea. well, yeah, good time, and I'm sure you'll be back. Yeah. Thanks all for joining right. us. Well, thank you for yeah, having thanks, me. Thanks, Brian. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm. I think we have one more, one more person coming in. What do we have? Oh, it's the biggest man to ever enter the booth. Oh. Oh. Boom. On the radar. Presented, presented by Sonar. Welcome. Welcome back, Henry. How's it going, man? Is this your first time on the live show? Uh no, it's my second. Alright, we'll keep it real. I'm keeping it real. Don't 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 forget where you came from. I had a, Upstairs. <laughs> I had a uh, baseball bat out there. It was like a little play baseball bat. And oh. Kevin was telling me I gotta Protect myself over here. Oh, oh yeah. Bogarting the iPad. Man. He's bitter because he lost. And actually, if you think it was positioned here, and if you look, he actually had more. He was, he was, yeah. and he was keeping his finger like this. But I'm, I'm just like a cobra. I was like, boom, right on him. <laughs> you got good reflexes. Makes a little more sense now. Yeah. So, man, what's going on? What's going on in Sonar this week? I know you're our maritime expert. We've been having our trainer within these walls teaching us about all the cool maritime stuff, and I think that you're probably bigly responsible for some of that, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely been working on, you know, quite a few things. You know, Maritime's been in the news yeah. quite a bit lately. You got the the cocaine seizure. Yeah. Um, no, seized port- tankers. Yep, yep. And then I ran uh, season the tanker. So Oil's up 1%. That was the breaking news we were talking about yeah, at the, the, the top, top of the show. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, you know, in, in those terms, um, you know, where were those ships headed? Yeah. What cargo did they have on board? You know, could you have seen that it was seized before, you know, anyone else in terms of, like, any, you know, uh, obscurity and its tracking location, you know, the the satellite data and everything. What's the real world impact of this? Are people going to have to reroute shipping vessels? Or are they go is it gonna take more time to get your goods? Is it gonna cost more money to the shippers and carriers and the three PLs out there? That's kind of what they mm-hmm. care about. I mean that sure. what's gonna show up on their balance sheet and what's gonna show up in their customer not show up on time. So what should they be concerned about right now? You know, def- definitely a part of that, you know, I think that tanker specifically, I mean, it had a, a buyer and a seller that were, you know, entered into an agreement to, to lease that ship and had, you know, their cargo on it. So they're going to, at a minimum, have to replace that. Yeah. Um, then, you know, if you think about how that relates to everyone else, you know, just the timing of, of the sailings, how fast the vessel's moving, yeah. um, where it was going, where it's been, you know, and, and generally who the owner is and also who the operator is. 
there's a lot of a lot of different you know pieces moving at once and i think you know it's definitely important for for shippers and forders alike to to pay attention to how that all works you know the the cargo that we talk about we talk a lot about, about a lot about trucking on here yeah. and the big concern has been there hasn't been enough goods to move right capacity is loose well a lot of the goods that that truckers move come from overseas mm mm-hmm. mhm 175 million items were sold on Prime Day. You seem to think it was all celery, but um, no, no, Clorox wipes and Clorox wipes, Clorox wipes. Yeah, 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 and baby wipes. But so, what are rates on the sea doing? What what's what does volume look like coming into the United States? Well, the most interesting would be China. China yeah. to the east coast, China to the west coast. There was actually a, a small GRI to the east coast. Mm. Uh, did it sick? I was calling for for not a GRI, right? I yeah, mean, it, it did go up though, and and west coast rates actually went down a little bit. Um, but that was due to the Panama Canal draft restrictions. There's, okay. a, there's an extreme drought, the worst in history of the Panama Canal. So does it mean the levels in there are, are lower? It's going to take longer time to fill up the locks over there? Mm, well, yeah, that and just generally a water reserve. That, that that lake also accounts for a lot of agriculture. Yeah. Uh, um, at least the water that serves a lot of agriculture in the area. So it's yeah. definitely definitely worrisome. Because I, I believe the, the way the Panama Canal works, and there, there's two lake reservoirs that basically fill the canal, and it fills like, I believe it's three locks, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. And each vessel moves into the lock, and they fill it up, and they they move the however locks, side, yeah. yeah, however locks mm-hmm. operate, they move up and down. Um, so I, I guess the water levels would take longer. So the GRI stuck, which is they usually don't. So, mm-hmm. but for I got this question via email, and someone was asking, "What's the difference between a PSS and a GRI?" So sure. I was going to throw this one to you, and you came back on. Yeah, sure. Uh, a general rate increase is is normally so. These carriers have to file their rates 30 days in advance with the Federal, Federal Maritime Commission. Uh, they usually do that just to make it easy, in my opinion, you know, on the 1st and the 15th of each month. Um, you know, generally, the GRI just refers to the rate increasing over time, you know, kind of in the spot market. Yeah. Um, what we refer to as spot market rate, whenever you see those increase, that's, that's the GRI. The PSS only comes during a certain time of year. It's usually August to, you know, September, October. And it's a period where there's peak demand. It's the holiday season. You know, people are fighting for space on those vessels. So, if you're, uh, you know, you're a big shipper, I'm a big shipper. Yeah. We're, we're competing for space at that time. And therefore, um, you know, they basically charge uh, their contract holders more money uh, to get on the boat. Even though they have contract levels, say at 1200 to the West Coast, they could be charged anywhere uh, 1800 to, you know, 22, 2300 during that time. Yeah. yeah so it's a good news higher. for capacity, right? Yeah. If the GRI stuck. Interesting. I know you were telling me about sonar. There was a way uh, pretty soon you're going to be able to see all the ships out at sea. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, you know, in different metrics surrounding those vessels. What does that mean for you? How helpful is that? Oh, and how helpful or is that for everyone else? Kind of in. It's literally bringing visibility. I mean, you were in the industry. It's yeah. bringing visibility to a spot that that really none existed prior, yeah. and it's going to be game changing. It just it's going to be so refreshing to be able to like see that vessel, see the cocaine seizure, and be yeah. like, I knew exactly you know what was going on yeah. at that point in time. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. You'll laugh at this one. So I was working for Talbot's Import LLC in 2011, mm-hmm. and I remember one day we were all sitting in the meeting room, and an executive barges in, and they go. They were like, I got a bunch of wants and needs. We're like, great. Tell us what you need. How can we serve you better? And they're like, I want a screen up there. I want an HD screen that shows me the route of where every single ocean vessel is that we have on the water. And mm-hmm. we're like, it doesn't exist. How are we going to do that? It doesn't exist. Right. But now there's sonar. We're getting a yeah. lot closer to it, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny, though, because people see that like tracking in every other 
industry, but it's just freight oh, has yeah. always been so far behind, especially in the ocean. You can track your pizzas, you could track everything, but yeah. you can't track your freight yeah. like that. Well, no, the, I guess the last thing, Maersk. So um, we, we saw that article that Maersk was going to try and be carbon neutral by, what was it 2050? Uh, yeah, I believe so. What, what were your thoughts on that? Because to me, I thought it was a great marketing opportunity for them to... Not only is it a great thing in terms of like altruism and being and being good to the sea because yeah. they are big polluters, but and they're based in Denmark, a lot mm-hmm. of teeth in the in the laws over there, sure, right? Sure. But also a good marketing thing to be like this is part of our modernization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think you know from a PR perspective, absolutely. But I, I think it's a little more than that. I mean, the, the the fuel that they're burning at sea is. Are you familiar at all with with their burning? I mean, it's, no. it's literally like sludge. Uh, yeah, yeah. That bunker fuel is really. It's different. It's not like gasoline you pour yeah. in your car at the pump. That's like that's crude, really, you know, like yeah. you're like crude. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah it's vulgar. Truly crude, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I think Bad uh, stuff. who knows what's what technology is possible. You know, that's a long way away. Yeah. Um, but you know, other than that, I think you know it's definitely good for them as a leader in the industry just to take a stance and say you know yeah. we're going to work towards this. How feasible it is, I don't know. I hope it happens. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's not just a PR stunt, like you said, and it's one of those things to kind of appease people for a bit. And hey, they yeah. won't remember by the year 2050 that we said this. So mm-hmm. hopefully they do keep true to their word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plastic, too. There's There's yeah. been we've seen some of the laws that protect the environment being taken away, but on a global level and on a consumer level, um, it's kind of nice to see that even though the regulations are being taken away, there's a, there's been a consumer reaction to it and people mm-hmm. and, and shareholders themselves. Companies during these earnings calls are starting to talk about their footprint and, and being green. So yeah. even if it's not being protected by lawmakers, at least the the populace is, you know, being concerned for, you know, the livelihood of our children, our waters, our seas, and the, you know, the animals that live in them. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's responsible for a, a large, you know, percentage of the, the globe's transportation. I mean, you know, you maritime is, is super important. John Kingston was telling me with the IMO 2020, they do scrubbing of it. So, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't burn directly in the ocean, but then they scrub the refuse right back in anyway. So, mm-hmm. is IMO 2020 even that great of a solution? It seems like it's not. It's a start. You know, it, it's been it's been uh, hard for these carriers to adjust. You know, yeah. a lot of them are bringing on new vessels, had these vessels ordered that didn't necessarily have that technology upgrade. Um, you know, but I think overall, uh, again, it's a start. And I think, you know, that in terms of what they're actually burning, I mean, it's pretty bad. So, uh, yeah. You know, starting somewhere, I guess, is maybe a decent thing. But you got to think if they're getting these scrubbers installed, then their ship's kind of out of commission for a little bit. So mm-hmm. then they have they have that to worry about, too. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know which one's better to do, but. And then so, the enforcement of it all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it comes down to each country regulating. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, the VGM forms, the verified gross mass. Yeah. That was a big thing because people were filling up these containers and they were, like, crashing through ships. I mean, they could load, you know. Way overload these containers, yeah. basically. And Solus was all a mm-hmm. part of that and everything, yep. too. The they Safety really... of Life at Sea Act. Exactly. So, um, you know, I think it, in terms of enforcement, it's going to be tough. Yeah. We'll Is see. it one of those things, too, like with Solus, I, the big concern when that came out was that, like, well, who's going to weigh this stuff? Because mm-hmm. they weren't putting the scales at ports, and they were putting the onus on the shippers. But the shippers were telling brokers, well, no, you have to weigh it for us. We have no capacity or capability to do this. Mm-hmm. What was the resolution on all of that? Um, you know, it, it's still required, but yeah. but how much has followed? I mean, again, it's it's one of those things that it, it's it's just so difficult to enforce because you've got yeah. so many containers coming in every month. Um, you know, it, I think it still is require a requirement, but how many people have been penalized? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's like if you think about the MSC cocaine vessel, that's one container, but there's probably many oh of those God, containers so on many. every single how ship many? that comes into every port. I mean, yeah. 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 it's very unlikely you'll get popped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now. Likely. All right, man. Well, thank you for joining us yeah, today. No problem. Yeah, thanks, Henry. Thank you, guys. Have a great week.
Well, Emily, it was your first show. It was your yes. first time hosting What the Truck. And I believe you are the first female ever to uh-huh. co-host the show. Oh, gosh, just big. Yeah. I like it. And yeah. there was two women in here, too. Yeah. get more ladies. Yeah, find, I know. Find you, more women. So you were a little self-conscious at first before yeah. you came on. You're used to these smaller bites of Freight Waves now. Yes. But is this a little bit like it? Because we keep going in like seven-minute segments. You get to keep moving. Yeah. No, I like it. You talk about You covered a lot. We started with breaking news. You have a little fun. I love... You keep everything just very topical, but you move through it quickly, and you have a lot of good information. And I think it's entertaining. You and yeah. Chad do a great job. I tried to bring the entertainment, but you too, you bring the energy, and I like oh, it. Yeah, I thought you brought a lot today. Too. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Well, so, you have any plans to go to New York anytime soon, or is that? Uh, I hope so. I, Craig and Craig is going out there okay. on uh, next week, so, so we I don't think listening. I'll be hosting okay. the show. Yeah, I think he is. But then Craig Fuller and I on August third will be hosting okay. the show, and I believe that John Kingston and I will be August tenth. And um, I'm not sure the plans after that. I. You know, we'll see. But yeah. maybe I'll be uh, the, the new co-host on Sirius XM. And people, we'll is it Saturdays? three Saturdays to... at 3 to 5 o'clock okay. live on Sirius XM. If awesome. you have the app, you can listen to it on demand. I know they do replays as well. But if you listen live, you can also call in and harass me on the on the phone. Or you can harass they have to do John that. Kingston. He loves to talk oil and just bring up this... Uh, this oil increase by I 1%. I love 2020, yeah. Uh, tell them where they can find some of your stuff. Yeah, you just go to FreightWaves.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, look on the left side of your page. You'll see all the videos. The big thing, though, YouTube. That's where all of our yeah. content lives. And like you say, smash that subscribe button. Yes. Um, yeah, we share it. Yeah, we, it. yeah, it helps you. We, I mean, we're not just cranking out the stuff in the morning. We're doing weather. We're doing our freight waves now. I do video inserts. So I kind of just summarize these stories. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to just sit there and read three, four minutes of content. I'll give it to you. 30 seconds or less, and then you decide if you want to read it or not. And we got some great stories. And we've tried out doing some traffic. We nice. have a new feature in Sonar, which is really cool. Yeah. You can see up to the minute kind of the hotspots. For example, Atlanta in the morning, it's going to be all red because yeah. there's traffic everywhere. But um, Kyle Cunningham, who's a former driver himself who works yeah. here, knows a lot of the alternate routes. So mm. um, we're trying out some stuff with that. So that could be premiering sometime it's got soon. The traffic cams. Yes, too. it's Super awesome. Cool. So when he's talking about a backup, you could legit see that backup and what's causing it. So that's something fun. And it, who doesn't want to know their traffic? And if you're driving yeah. out there, it it helps you get your day off to a better start because you don't want to sit in that traffic jam. Yeah. And if you want more of us, we have uh, the newly acquired American Shipper. You can yes. hear the American Shipper Morning Report. Subscribe to that on podcast players everywhere. We also have the Freight Waves Morning Minute. That isn't just on podcast play- podcast players. That's also on your Alexa. You add yes. the skill Freight Waves. I actually got for Prime Day. I got an Echo I Dot. Prime. I know. Yes. I know. And you just go. Alexa, what are my news briefs after you add that skill? And all of a sudden, like, my voice comes out and reads the news. Do you do it every morning at your house? I do it every morning. I do it every morning, and I, I put those. Well, I do it Monday through Friday. Yes. Yeah. Not not on the weekend. Yes. You know, nobody's going to listen to logistics reports on the weekend. No, but Unless, they will. Like, Monday hardcore. through Friday, yes. Yeah, we also have, there's a lot of content now. We have uh, Freightways Insiders. The last episode was with G. Schreiber, the CEO of Freightos. That's a long-form deep dive into their new deal they have with United, bringing digital brokerage to the airline industries. They're really taking off. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, there's Freight All Kinds where we cover all the different types of freight industry. I love industry it. Yes. Yeah. We got carnival rides. We've got amusement park rides, uh, concert stages. We I talk think- about sharks. How to move sharks. Uh, with lasers on their heads. Yes. How do you do that? How do you move a shark? Well, you need a lot of water. Yes. You can't move a great white. You can't move in, in captive. But have you seen Free Willy? I have seen Free Willy. They move Willy. a whale. Yes, yeah, they, they move do. a whale yeah. in Free Willy. Yeah, I kill No, her. I love well, not that. A whale. I guess they're dolphins, but dolphins are whales. Yeah, so, if you ever it. want to know how stuff's moved, you're, you're covering yeah. it. It's good. It's entertaining. entertaining. Yeah, and go to FreightWaves.com slash podcast. You can find all of our junk over there. Uh, slip into gear on Thursday to catch the Back Hall Edition. It's live on Facebook, 3.30 
Eastern time. Key in the ignition. Oh. Time to get out of here. <laughs> so you got to bang your little cowbell for the rest of the week. Bang your little cowbell because it's Monday. Bang your cowbell for Emily's first time hosting the Thank show. You. Thank on you. What? The truck! Come on, take us away! Take us away for your first time! There we go! That's what the people watching on Facebook! That's what the people watching the replay on YouTube! That's for the people out there who are watching both! That's for the people oh, subscribing on fans. Spotify, those subscribing on Apple Podcasts, those on Stitcher, Google Play. Everywhere podcasts are found but the five countries. Yeah, and in respect to you, a little tea call. Yes.